0: We're going down to the river. your Bible, I'm going to turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. While you're turning there, I want to give honor to pastor for allowing me to preach tonight. I want to give honor to my wife, my son, I know I do it every time, she tells me not to, but I'm always going to do it, so she's kind of wasting her breath, but I'll let her waste her breath. But um, strongest woman I know, so thankful for what God blessed me with. I'm going to try not to keep it too long tonight, but I won't make any promises. I, I, I promise I won't be too long. I cut some stuff out of the sermon, so that, and it's less than my normal words already, so so don't worry. we got a Sunday crowd, so I may forget that it's Wednesday. I'll just, just tell you that. All right, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Everybody say exceedingly abundantly above. All that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages, world without end. Amen. Paul was letting the Ephesian church know that he's not a God of good enough. Anybody glad they serve a God that's not just a God of good enough? We got to see it Sunday on full display that God doesn't just do things a little ways. God doesn't just do things barely enough, but when God gets involved, exceedingly, abundantly kind of blessings take place. So right now, let me get into the word quickly, but I'm be preaching the overwhelming power of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your presence, for your spirit. Lord God, I believe that your presence is going to fill this place. God, I believe that you're going to move. Your spirit's already here. But well, God, you're already touching, but I believe you're going to do something greater. I believe, well, God, that people can be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. I believe miracles can take place tonight. I believe that you can send angels to where some needs are right now. And I give you the glory and the honor for what you're going to do in this place. Lord, touch our faith tonight. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. How I say faith. Well, tonight I'm hopefully going to build your faith. And I believe if our faith can get to where God wants it to be, there's no telling what's going to happen tonight. But I need you all to preach with me. Don't check out on me. I know the worship, was, the worship team did good, so don't check out on me. We know that God is all-powerful. And he's perfectly willing to not just prove that he's good enough, but he's more than good enough to whatever your need is right now. And God is not... Interested in maintaining the status quo. Doesn't matter what's going on. It's always God's will for people to get the Holy Ghost. It's always God's will for healings to take place. It's always God's will for the supernatural to take place. So if you came in expecting just to go through the the motions on a Wednesday night. Especially after what God did on Sunday. I can assure you God is ready to do something bigger than you imagined. Come on, we're going to take the limits off of God tonight and just see what he can do. We're just going to take all the limitations and say, you know what, God? I know my imagination can get wild sometimes, but your word says that you can do more than I can imagine. So I'm just going to go ahead and lay my imagination down to the side and say, God, whatever you want to do, God, however big you want to show up, God, whatever you're trying to do, well, God, we're just going to step back and believe you're going to do it. God, if you're wanting to bless somebody, if you're wanting to give somebody a miracle, God, we're just going to step back and say, hey, let the overwhelming power of God step in this place. We're not going real deep tonight. We're just going to step back and just realize just how big of a God we serve. See, when I read that verse, the word overwhelming is the only word that comes to my mind when And overwhelm means to upset or overthrow. It means to cover over completely. To overcome by superior force or numbers. Or to overpower in thought or feeling. Overwhelm means it's not just, it's more than enough. It's more than necessary. And I believe the power of God is overwhelming tonight. See, immediately... Upon hearing that David had been anointed king of a united Israel, the Philistines came up to fight because they understood that David wasn't just another guy. They understood that as mighty as Saul was on the battlefield, he was no David. They understood that, they, that Saul, we, he fought us and he, he won some and we won some. But if David ever gets in there, we're not winning anything. And so they understood if David's king of of a united Israel, we've got to strike now or we're never going to do this. So they immediately got the army together. And what should have been the best day of David's life, all of a sudden he's putting battle plans together. And so David goes down to the stronghold. He begins to ask God. He said, all right, am I supposed to go and fight them? And if I am, will I win this battle? He didn't just strike out on his own. He went to God and God said, you know what? You go and you surely will have victory. So David had a word. He had a promise that God was going to show up. And God was going to do it. So he goes down to the valley of Rephaim to fight. And 2 Samuel 5 and 20 explains it this way. And David came to Baal-perazim. And David defeated the Philistines there. And he said, the Lord has broken through mine enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore the name of that place is called Baal-perazim. So when he stepped down in there. He said the the victory is so great and so overwhelming and so powerful that all he could do was describe it by saying the Lord has broken forth as a breach of waters. He said it looked like a dam had broken and and it just flooded everything in its path. And we know just how powerful water is. It's one thing when we see the rain falling from the sky, but we've seen what a flood of water can do to an area. And so David looked at it and he says, this, the only way I can describe it is this water rushing over my enemy. And he named the place Baal-perazim, meaning the master of breakthrough. And so when David looked at the battlefield, he didn't just see a little bit of victory. He didn't just see they barely overcome. But when David saw the victory, he said, that was the master of breakthrough." That wasn't just we got this or we figured this out or we barely won this time. He said, no, the master of breakthrough stepped down on the battlefield. And when the master of breakthrough steps into the situation, it's overwhelming for your enemy. Tonight, the master of breakthrough is in this place. And it doesn't matter what you came in here fighting. It doesn't matter what you came in here standing up against. It doesn't matter what it looks like. The master of breakthrough is in the place. And there's no wall. There is no fortress. There is nothing the adversary can place in the way that can stop what God is about to do in this place. God is getting ready to break forth in this place. And there is no telling what's going to happen. Come on, somebody. The master of breakthrough is here. He's not just the one that gives breakthrough sometimes. He's the one who controls and owns breakthrough. Any kind of breakthrough is subject to his command. So it doesn't matter. The master of breakthrough is here today. See, David had a front row seat of what God could do. He knew very well, time and time again, just how powerful God was. And he understood that God was not just one step above the Philistines' God, Dagon. He understood that God wasn't just one notch above the idols of the area. He understood that God wasn't just one step above all the others and he would win. But David described it this way in Psalms 97, 9. He said, for you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Everybody say far. David looked at God and he was writing this psalm and he was looking at his circumstances. And he said, I'm going to describe God in the sentence. And he said, for you, O Lord, are most high high over all the earth, and you are exalted far above all gods. He said there is no God that compares to you. There's no God besides you. There's no God, the Philistines' God doesn't compare to you. The gods of my enemies don't compare to you, but God, you are high and far above everything else around me. God is not just one notch above your greatest temptation in this place tonight. God is not just one notch above the devil that's coming against you. But God is most high and far above the spirit that's attacking you. He is far above the enemy that's coming against you. He is far and exalted above the gates of hell. Because the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The church of the living God wins. It doesn't matter. I heard a story one time. There was this boy. I think I told it a long time ago, so if you heard it, forget it for a second. But there was a, there was this guy, this boy, who was in his room, and he was reading his book, and his dad passed by. This boy, reading. His, he passed by the door, and the boy was saying, you're going to get it. He passed by, and he kept hearing him saying, you're going to get it. And finally, he walked in there. And he said, son, I keep hearing you say, you're going to get it. What is that about? He said, well, I was reading my favorite cowboy book, and the bad guy kept beating up the good guy. And the bad guy kept winning. He said, so I went to the back of the book, and I read the last chapter. And I found where the good guy finally beat the bad guy. And so I went back where I was, and every time I'd read where the bad guy would hit the good guy, I would say, you're going to get it. (laughs) We've read the back of the book. And the devil has come against you long enough, and he's attacked you long enough. Somebody needs to look at the devil and say, you're going to get it. You can fight me all you want to, but you're going to get it. You can come against my finances. You can come against my family. You can come against my home. But when everything settles and the dust clears, I win this thing. The church comes out on top, and I refuse to let my faith. Be beat down by my present circumstances. But I turn my eyes to the last days. Because one day I'm going to win this thing. One day we're going to overcome. Come on somebody. You need to worship like you're winning. You need to worship like you're not losing this thing. Let's just take a praise break for a minute. Come on. You need to worship like you're about to get your healing tonight. You need to worship like you think you're about to get the Holy Ghost tonight. You need to worship like God is on location. And the master of breakthrough is in the place. Come on, the overwhelming power of God is here. And there is nothing that stands against you that God can't tear down. There is nothing that's coming against you right now that God can't tear down. Come on, faith is rising. That's all we need tonight is faith. Haramore shata la la Haramore shata la la Hallelujah Jesus, Hallelujah Jesus Come on. I win this. I'll fight all day cuz I win. I'll go through a valley cuz I win. I need to say this real quick. A couple of weeks ago, I preached to the young people. And something God has dealt with me for a long time is that a lot of times we say, God, anoint me. And what we want is some preacher to come touch us and anoint us. And, that, and when they come touch us, all of a sudden we're anointed. And if you read in the Bible, Saul, Samuel came to David. He came to Saul. He poured the oil on their head. And, that, and when they were anointed that time, that's where authority was conferred. They received authority. And they could take the place as being his king. And in our lives, that first anointing that comes from somebody else, comes from another place, is the Holy Ghost. When we get that anointing, we get the power and the authority that comes with being in the kingdom of God. But that second anointing that Saul never got, the Bible says that David, when his son died, washed himself and anointed himself. See, there was a promise in the Old Testament. I'm way off my notes, but it's okay. There was a promise in the Old Testament, when that a blessing and a curse, that if you followed the law, you would have all these blessings. But if you broke the law, before you go into this promised land, if you break these laws, you're going to have curses. And one of the curses was that your olive trees wouldn't produce olives, and you wouldn't be able to produce your own oil. And what God is saying, if you want to be anointed, you're not asking somebody to come touch you and put anointing on you. What you're asking is God to shake you and crush you and pull things out of you. So you better be careful when you say, God, anoint me. Because the process to get the oil is they would go to these trees, these olive trees. And they would shake the trees until the olives fell off. And then they would pick up the olives and they would crush them. And they would just keep crushing them until it was just a mess. And they would pull out the part they didn't need. So when we ask God, hey, God, anoint me. It's not that he's going to send some angel to touch you. No, what it is, he's going to start shaking some things. And then he's going to start crushing some things. And then he's going to start pulling some things out. But when he gets done, you're going to walk with a power and authority you didn't have before. So I'm willing to say, God, you can crush me if you want to. God, you can shake me if you want to. God, you can pull some things out if you want to. God, if you want my job, you can have it. God, if you want my money, you can have it. God, if you want something, you can have it. Because when God gets done, there's a power on me that wasn't there before. And I can operate with an authority I didn't have before. Come on, some of you, you've been being shaken. And you've been being crushed. And you've had some things removed. And you said, God, what are you doing? God said, I'm anointing you. I'm stirring something up in you and I'm placing something on you and you're not relying on somebody else for your oil, but I'm bringing that oil from right out of your fruit. Come on, you're stronger than you think you are. Sometimes it's not the devil coming against you. Sometimes it's God shaking you. And I'm not afraid of God shaking me. In fact, God's been shaking me a lot lately. And I'll I'll take it all day because God, when everything's said and done, when all of it's over, when the shaking's finished, I win this thing and I'm anointed and I'm going to walk with a power I've never walked with. See, anointed people don't have to be afraid of what the devil's doing. Anointed people don't have to walk away from what's going around them because anointed people operate in that overwhelming power of God. Way off my notes. I'm going to get back. I'm skip some stuff. So your past doesn't deny you from receiving victory from God. God is not intimidated at all by our brokenness. God's not afraid of our brokenness. And God, in fact, uses our brokenness to display his power. John seven thirty seven through 39 says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whosoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I say living water. I was saying that so I could catch a breath. Now, this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. See, we understand that the river he's talking about is the Spirit that flows in. But how does the river flow out? It's easy to see that God comes and God just touches us and pours us in. But where does it come out? See, what I believe, we've been broken by the mistakes that we've made in our past. Our life breaks us. And there was a time before I was filled with the Spirit that all of my joy and my peace would just flow out of that hole. And no matter what I did, I'm living empty. Because there was a hole. But now as the river of the Spirit flows in, I don't have to run on empty anymore. Because even though there's a hole, there's a river that doesn't stop flowing. So God shows us His grace by instead of fixing the hole... And saying it never happened. God uses that hole for our testimony. And he pours in unlimited living water. So that what used to drain us. Becomes a river of living water for the people around us. And the places that used to be where all of our joy and our peace flowed out. All of a sudden it's a river of water that flows to other people. And the grace of God overwhelms my brokenness. And brings life to the very thing that at one time was killing me. See, don't be afraid of your testimony. Don't run from what you've been through. Don't try to patch it up and hide it. You embrace it because that very thing that God brought you through, that river that's flowing into you is flowing out of that testimony into somebody else. And that testimony is healing somebody else. That testimony is setting somebody else free. See, your strength runs out. Your youthful look, I'm sorry to say it, runs out. Might as well give up on it. Your facade, it runs out. The drugs, they run out. The alcohol runs out. But God's mercy never runs out. God's love never runs out. And God's power never runs out. Because it's steady flowing in. No matter how much I let go. No matter how much I release. It's steady flowing into me. And it's overwhelming. It's unlimited. There is no limits to what God is going to do. See, the only way to stop the flow of God in your life is to limit your faith. Yeah. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If we want to please God, we've got to take the limits off our faith and understand that God's power is not just good enough, God's power is overwhelming. He has the ability to overwhelm every single attack of the adversary in your life on this Wednesday night. He has the ability to overwhelm sickness on a Wednesday night. See, we serve an omnipotent God, which means not only is he, his power never runs out. He owns all power is under his authority. So that means anything that happens, God's power is in it. That's why God can take the bad things and make them good in our life. Because all power falls under his hand anyway. So it doesn't matter what you're going through today. It doesn't matter what you're facing. And I know it sounds basic and and elementary, but it doesn't matter because God's power is overwhelming. God's power is so much greater than whatever it is you drug in here. There's no comparison, there is no way to limit it. It's just so much greater. It's just gonna flow over like a river. Come on, somebody. You've got a miracle with your name on it tonight. The Spirit of God is here with your name on it tonight. And you don't have to walk out of here the same way you came. A few weeks ago, I was fasting. And God spoke to me. And, he, and I was like, God, I, I, want, I hear about other people doing miracles. I hear about other people that they lay hands on the sick, and these things are happening. I want access to that. That's what I told God I want access. And God told me, He said, Well, and I don't know about you, but God talks to me rough. And God said, Well, if you want access to that, I need access to things. And God said, You can have that. But if you want things, if you want me to not have things off limits, you can't have things off limits. If you want access to the supernatural, let me have access to everything in your life. See, God's power, it's not limited. There is no limits. The only limits are what we put on it. God wants to know, what can I have? What's off limits? What's mine? What belongs to me? What can I touch in your life? What can I address it? What can I move around in your life? What's off limits and what can I have? Because if we could take the limits and say, God, whatever, we did it Sunday. We said, God, I know this hurts, but we're going to give you my finances. I'm going to give you access to something. When you give God access, it opens a doorway of the supernatural. And the more access you give God, the more access he gives us to the heavenlies. We opened the doorway of something Sunday. We opened the gateway of supernatural Sunday. When we gave God access to those things, there's some things we have access to in the spirit that we didn't have before. God's about to move in this place in a powerful way in a few moments. And there's some supernatural things are going to happen. Not because of who has this microphone, but because of what happened Sunday. Some things were opened up Sunday in the spirit. Anybody believe that? Anybody believe that? Come on, let's worship for a moment. Let's push for a moment. Come on, I release faith right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I release faith in this house. God, Lord, your power is overwhelming. Your love is overwhelming. Look, God, there's nothing the devil can do to stop. When you show up in a service, the devil can't stop it. Every imp in hell can't stop it. Every demonic force in this area can't stop it. Every prince and principality can't stop it. When the presence of God moves on location, there is nothing that compares. There is nothing that compares to the presence of God. Let faith be released in this place right now in Jesus' name. Come on, there's miracles that are waiting in this place. There's some things that are about to happen, but our faith has to rise just a little bit more. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia. Musicians can come. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be. The lid's about to blow off this place in a few minutes. It's the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to get out of the way. God's about to move in this place. In Joshua chapter 12, it was going over the victories Joshua had won in Israel, in in the promised land, all the kings they had defeated, and all the things he had done, all the places they had conquered. And right before it listed the kings by name, and the place they were king, it, it gives a general overview of what they did. In Joshua 12, 8, it says this. It says, in the mountains and in the valleys and in the plains and in the springs and in the wilderness and in the south country, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Before it listed the kings by name, it listed the terrain that they had won over. It listed the the people they had overcame and it said you won in the hill country and you also won in the lowlands. He said you overcame in the plains and you also won in the springs and you won in the wilderness as well as the south country. He said no matter what battlefield you found yourself on, no matter what enemy you found yourself facing, you won. He said it didn't matter if you were in the mountains or in the plains, no matter where you were, you won this thing. And there's some people that some people have been fighting in the mountains. And other people been fighting in the valleys. And some people been fighting in the South Country. And some people been fighting in the lowlands. But I came to let somebody know it doesn't matter where you're fighting right now. You win. It doesn't matter where you're standing right now. You win. Come on. We're going to win on our job. We win in our family. We win in our finances. We win in our homes. We win in the church. We win in the community. We win over division. We win over frustration. We win in our relationships. We win against temptation. We win against guilt. And we we win against fear. We win against depression. And we win against diabetes. We win against cancer. And we win against every attack of the enemy. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. We win. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. The overwhelming power of God is in this place to do What only he can do.